Welcome to the Market Call Show, where we discuss what's happening in the markets and the impact on your investments. Tune in every Thursday on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the Market Call Show. This is Lewis Giannis. I had a conversation with Jane and Tina today, and we were just talking about various topic ideas for a podcast. And one of the things that came up really became obvious that we needed to talk about. And the reason why we need to talk about it because it happens to so many different people. One of the things that happens to a lot of people is that unexpectedly one spouse dies. It always happens suddenly. In many cases, people aren't prepared. The reason why this was brought up is because we've had many different clients who has who have experienced this and usually one spouse really has decided throughout years that they were not going to be involved with financial affairs. And I don't know why this happens, but many times there's one spouse or another who just says, you know, my husband or my wife has this taken care of and I'm really not interested in finances and I just don't really want to deal with it. So I'm just going to let them handle that. That creates a tremendous amount of stress actually on people. Jane, Jane and Tina actually wrote five different questions that they thought I should answer for people to hopefully get some value from. The first is our financial advisor always wants me to participate on the call with my spouse, but I really don't have an interest. Why do I need to participate? Okay. One of the things that really becomes hard for somebody whose spouse passes away if they have not been participating is that they may not actually know their advisors very well. Very well. They may not know their uh, CPA very well. They may not know their financial advisor, their uh, lawyers. So all of a sudden, they get pushed into a scenario where they have to deal with these advisors and they maybe don't even trust them, sometimes don't even like them which leads to a very strange situation because you might have an advisor that your spouse absolutely loved and they did a good job for you for many years, a group of advisors, but you never worked with them. So it's, it's, almost, it's always natural to feel a little vulnerable when this happens. Somebody's spouse passes away, in particular for females, when their husband passes away, they don't want to be taken advantage of, which is totally natural. And if they've never spoke to their advisors, it becomes really hard for them to kind of connect sometimes. And uh, there's always kind of a thing in the back of my mind, are they doing a good job for, for you? So one thing that I would say is sit down with your husband or wife now and actually decide that you're going to be on the calls, that you're going to actually talk with advisors too. The reason why is because you want to make sure that the connection makes sense for you too, because you may find yourself working with those advisors yourself by yourself, which is, you know, God forbid, something that nobody wants to happen, but it does happen and it happens a lot. Tina said something that really struck me in our call. She said, you know, here's the, the truth of the matter is, is men die first most of the time and uh, women are left and they don't know their finances. And, and so I think it was valid that they brought this up. So I really want to address this. One of the things that they had mentioned was like a lot of times when this happens, the spouses have no idea where the accounts are. What are these accounts? How do I log into them? Uh, what are their values? What are they used for? What are the 
tax ramifications. I know nothing about these accounts and I know nothing about finances in general. So if you start working with a financial advisor or with all of your advisors, including really the top three are going to be your financial advisor, your, uh, your CPA and your attorney, your wealth, your wealth management attorney, or it could be like an estate planning attorney. So if you're working with those people, you're going to get educated if you don't have much education in dealing with finances. Get started with that right now. Another thing is people don't know what's going on with insurance. There could be all sorts of uh, beneficiary problems. And if you're not participating in the discussion with the advisors, you're not getting a say really about what's happening. And maybe your spouse thinks that they're doing the right thing for what the family needs, and maybe they don't have the full picture. And you will only know if you're going to be in those meetings. Here's the second question. My spouse has passed away suddenly. What do I do to prepare financially? So this is something that you could start doing right now. The first one I already mentioned, you got to start right away and just decide I'm going to be in on the calls. I'm going to participate. Even if I know nothing, I'm going to listen and I'm going to get involved. The second thing is there's a lot of simple things that you can do. Make sure that your accounts are titled right. Make sure that you have, in many cases, people can just do something simple like having transfer on death uh, titling on their accounts, and that will make things a lot easier. I can think of many times where, you know, people even have a will, for example, and they maybe they don't have a trust of any sort, but they might have a simple will, but they hadn't looked at it forever. And then they're in a situation where, things are not titled right, and then a lot of stuff go to probate, which makes things delayed. And I even can remember people having problems with car titling, lots of different little tiny problems that become very annoying and can also be more than just tiny problems. They could be actually more important, big problems. Another thing, you might have some things with your social security that you could adjust when you're in on these financial planning meetings. If, you, if you're not involved, and then you suddenly are in charge, it's gonna be tempting for you to just start doing things on your own that you think is right. But then if you do that, a lot of times, if you're not really seeking good advice and you're not talking to all your advisors, you can do things that you can't undo or that will be hard to fix. Here's another question. We only have a home and a pension and a 401k. Do I need a will? The answer is usually yes, absolutely. You know, you have a lot of different things that you're probably not thinking about. It's good to sit down with an attorney and to go through the, the regimen of going through everything that you have and how you feel about those assets, uh, everything that you owe, for example, and how things are gonna be distributed and to think about the tax ramifications. So it's really important to do that because then you could also review the titling and review the beneficiaries. So even if you have a relatively simple situation, it does make sense to have a will at least. Uh, if you have a more complicated situation, you might have more trusts involved. Even if your situation is not that complicated, sometimes having a living will or a living trust is a uh, good idea. Just depends. So yes, absolutely, you wanna do that. Here's the next question. What is important about having a team of professionals, financial advisor, CPA, and attorney for planning? I kind of alluded to that already. But the real importance of this is that you want to have a team that is looking at your situation from different angles. A good wealth planner or wealth advisor will be kind of like an overall big picture person that is going to kind of coordinate all these different elements because the specialists like the estate planning attorney or the CPA 
they're going to be kind of in the weeds, if you will, in a specific topic. And they and you need them to be like ultra experts in that area. They may not be able to have the big picture to coordinate things. So it's really important to have the overarching wealth planning and then also have the specialists. And many times a good wealth planner will actually bring things up to a CPA or an attorney to say, hey, what about this? What about that? Because good wealth advisors are dealing with strategy, the actual strategy with all the different elements. They're not gonna you know, write up the, the trust documents or anything like that. They're not gonna actually file your tax return, but they'll know, understand your situation from a holistic standpoint, what your gains and losses are, what's the status of your businesses, the cash flows, what you want with your money, and to help coordinate and make your life easier in coordinating between these different specialists, even like insurance agents. You don't wanna have, in my opinion, an insurance agent be your wealth advisor because they're gonna be looking at everything from an insurance angle. You wanna have somebody who's a fiduciary, somebody who has an obligation to be a fiduciary for you that works on your behalf, who's gonna coordinate across the various vendors looking out for your best interests. If you're planning to retire, and you want to do it with confidence, I highly recommend downloading a free report that I put together called a 10-point checklist for a worry-free retirement. All you have to do is just go to retireready.live and download a free copy of that report. It'll help you plan for retirement with confidence. It's a step-by-step -step guide of best practices that could help you. So here's the fifth question. How do I know my advisor is doing right by me and my future? Well, first and foremost, a lot of people know when they start working with an advisor for a period of time, whether or not they're doing a good job for you. And so that's another reason why you really need to be involved with being on those calls. So if you're that type of person who has been avoiding being on those calls or you just kind of passively get on the calls and not really paying attention, this is kind of like a wake-up call. We've seen this happen so many times where somebody's spouse gets sick or passes away and all of a sudden it is a stress fest, but it's not a fest, it's actually not good at all. I hope somebody out there who's listening to this actually will um, get something from this. Be sure to get involved with your financial planning. Don't be a passive bystander. You hear that noise that's happening in the background? I don't know if you can hear it, but I'm actually in Texas right now, and there is a bird's nest that is built in a little atrium. I didn't want to disturb them because they, uh, when I got here in Texas, I'm, I live in Denver, but I uh, do business here in Texas as well. Uh, when I got here, I noticed that there was little eggs that were in the bird's nest. And the very next day when I woke up, those eggs hatched. And there were these tiny little uh, pink balls of blobs, <laughs> little birds. Um, and I've watched them just daily grow faster and faster and faster. It's been pretty amazing. But I don't want to disturb them. But they make every time the mom comes to feed them. And, and there's another bird that comes. I assume it's the dad that also feeds them. They kind of tag team. They go one after another. Uh, every time they come to feed them, they all you know raise up their necks and start chirping because they want to be fed. And one of the interesting things is that the mother in particular, who's the only one that seems to be sitting on them, uh, the father just kind of feeds them and then kind of flies off. But um, if, I, if I've got them right. But uh, she actually knows which one of the birds are not as strong. So on one side of the nest, there's a few, a couple of, of uh, smaller, weaker birds. 
and she will push the bigger birds who are kind of hogging the food kind of out of the way, not push, but kind of, you know, ignore them and then feed them first to try to get them up to speed. And that's been working. Now they're getting a lot stronger and now they're more evenly in strength. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's pretty normal. Some come out to be the little runt birds and some are the big, big birds, the strong birds. It won't be long before they're, uh, they can barely fit in this nest now. So they're probably going to be uh, jumping out of that nest pretty soon. And it hasn't been that long since I've been here. So it's pretty amazing. Well, I got off on a little bit of a tangent, but I guess you can kind of say that, you know, there's a tie in with the birds, with what we're talking about. Um, you know, it's the circle of life. And one of your spouses are going to pass away first. Be sure that you're there. And then also think about the passing of your wealth to your um, babies who are probably grown up now, how you want your wealth to be more of a lasting legacy. That's all for now. I hope you're having a great day. There they are again, feeding. I don't know. I hope you can hear that. It's pretty wild. So that's it. Lewis Giannis, WealthNet Investments, signing off. Talk to you later. For the latest episode of The Market Call Show, make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Go to marketcallshow.com for all our past episodes and sign up to get alerts for new episodes. If you enjoyed the content of this episode, please leave us a five-star review and comments. The information in this podcast is informational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. WealthNet Investments is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where WealthNet Investments and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure.